for the Faith FM Breakfast Show with your hosts, Lyle and Lawson. Welcome, everybody. You're listening on 87.6, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. And a special shout-out to all those listening in Gatton, Queensland, on 88.0, in Wodonga, New South Wales, on 88.0, or in Laidley, Queensland, also on 88.0. Shout-out, Wodonga. Yes. Having fun on the border there. Absolutely. You know. They could live in Albury. Why does it say Wodonga, New South Wales? Yeah, because Wodonga is Victoria, right? Maybe the transmitter is in New South Wales, but it transmits to Wodonga, which is on the other but side. But then of it would be Albury. Because yes. it's kind of like a Coolangatta Tweed situation down there. You've got Albury and Wodonga. Yes. So. I don't know why it says this. It says <laughs> Maybe we like, just offended all of oh, them. <laughs> we did. We did. I think we offended them all. But th- I'm still thinking, I, I, I think it might have something to do with the location of the transmitter, but where mm-hmm. people, the transmitter located in New South Wales, but people listening in Wodonga. Mm. So transmitting to Wodonga. Yeah, but then it'll be transmitting to Albury as well. Not if it has a directional antenna. But why would we do that to all the Albury people? Because they might have their own transmitter. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't reach as far as Wodonga. <laughs> but you don't want them to clash with each other, so you put up a directional antenna. But they are they both 87.6? What number are they? I, I, I don't know what the what the Albury one is. We need to find this. This is a, this is a mystery. This is this morning's breakfast You'll show You'll be mystery. able to help us if you know. Yes. 0491 is the number to call or text. Yes, anyone from Albury, Wodonga, give us a call. Help us out to solve this one. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It is the Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, which means we're about to have a question for our quiz, and Lawson is going to bring it to you. All right. What condition was the fleece in the morning after Gideon first put it out? 0491 is the number to call or text. If you know the answer, you will go into the running to win our Days of Daniel board game, a champion of faith, an amazing Bible character, and you'll be able to work through his story and the amazing prophetic dreams that he had in this game that we're giving away. It's kind of like a race game, and what I mean by race game is like you roll a dice and people, you know, race around the board. But again, 0491 is the number to call, and that question was, what condition was the fleece in the morning after Gideon first put it out? 0491 064-669. Okay, if you know the answers, you know the number to call, but let's have some positively different news now. All right, actually, my section this morning, I, I want to ask a question. I want to tell you about a story that happened to me yesterday. Okay. The question is, was I the beneficiary of woke culture? Okay. 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 I, I actually ran this past producer Shell before I told this story just to see if it was okay. But she, she said it was fine. So basically, this is what happened. Um, I'm suddenly nervous. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So what I, would you say? I go to the gym. Is this the end of the breakfast show? <laughs> we'll see. I go to the gym every day. So every day and usually around 10 a.m. I finish radio. I then do class from 9 till 10. I go to the gym. Then I go to Newcastle Uni and hang out. You know, good times. Um, But yesterday I had a slew of meetings in the morning and I could only get to the gym at like 5 p.m., which is 
like peak traffic time. Yes. I walk into the gym and the floor is full. Every machine is taken. But not only is that, like, that's not necessarily a problem for me because I don't really do machine stuff. I mostly do body weight stuff. So I get my mat, I get my dumbbells and my medicine ball to do certain stuff. Cause I'm doing a lot of rehab for my ankle. So right. I, I don't really use the machines. I'm just, you know, like balancing and stuff to try and get strength back into it. Now I look around, the floor is full of people, but at my gym that I go to, there's an extra room that's called the, the woman's room. And in the woman's room is there's no machines. It's just dumbbells, mats, and this big mirror. And that you have the ability to close a sliding door. Now there was no one. How come the women don't get machines? Uh, because they can just go out and use the machines on the floor. But right. this is more for like oh, stretching yeah, yeah, and body yeah, weight, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, gotcha, yoga, gotcha, that kind of yep. thing. Now, there was no one in the women's room except for a guy and his personal trainer doing boxing. And I look and I see on the floor, this is, you know, the women's room. You can't you go in there, especially when the gym's like so full of people. But there was no one in there except for another dude. So I went to the front desk and I'm like, hey, look, I just want to do body weight stuff. There's no room on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this is the women's room. You know, is it is it possible to go in there because there's no one there? And the and and that was the condition. I'm like, look, there's no one in there. There's there's no women in there. There's only guys in there. There's like mm-hmm. one guy and his personal trainer. Uh, you know, can I can I use the room? Because uh, there's no one there. And the lady was like, actually, no, I didn't even ask that. What I did say was, hey, is is that room only for women? Like, I just want to do some body weight stuff and. There's no room on the floor. So she went and walked and said, well, there's no one in there. You can use it. She told me this, okay? She said, I can use the woman's room. So I go into the woman's room and I start working out. The guy and his personal trainer, they leave. Mm. And then women start coming in towards the end of my workout. Like I, I did 15 minutes of working out and like three women came in during that time. Now I started feeling uncomfortable. Yes, Appropriately so. I was told that I could be there. You had the mission. I started feeling uncomfortable about it, but I'm like, I'm about to finish my workout. I won't even stay to stretch. I'll just finish my workout and leave. And if anyone tells me to leave, I'll make no fuss. Like, I'm I'm out. Yes, I'm all good. Absolutely. There's a woman says women One hundred percent. Yes. But no one told me to leave. Mm-hmm. I finished my workout. And I uh, walked out by myself. Now, I tried to gauge the vibe of the chicks down. I'm like, are they staring at me? Like, is this bad? Is this weird? Whatever. And I'm trying to work it out. One chick I noticed, she was like pretty just smiley and happy and, and fine and doing her own thing. Uh, one other chick was pretty serious, but I could chalk that up to the fact that she's working out, you know, <laughs> like lifting weights and doing that kind of stuff. And then there was another chick and I don't know, I couldn't really read her vibe. She seemed kind of serious too, but I did definitely feel uncomfortable, but no one complained. Everyone was all right. And then I hung my mat, you know, I washed my mat, hung it up. You know, like wash my dumbbells, put them back, and by wash I mean like wipe them off with a towel. Yep. And yep. got out of there, went and had a shower, and just since then I've just been wondering, like, was was that inappropriate? Was it? No one told me to leave. They said I could do it. I had permission. So that's the question that I'm asking: Was I the beneficiary of, of work culture? Of okay, work so there's culture. a couple of things that there's a couple of things that sort of immediately come to mind. Mm-hmm. There is every possibility that the women who walked in there. We just didn't care mm-hmm. uh, because they were going there be- for the same reason that you went there because there was more space. Mm-hmm. 
there's also the possibility that they did care, yeah. but because of woke culture, they were too scared to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, that worries me a little bit because I think that women's safe places are an important thing for women to have. 100%. It, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I think, I mean, how long did you stay after the women arrived? Was it like so, the next half hour? No, 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 no. Like I, I did a 50-minute workout. Yes. And there was only women there in the last 15 minutes that I was there. So I was there for like 15 minutes. I was going to stay and stretch if there was no one there because, you know, you stretch out after your workout. Yes. But uh, because of that uncomfortable feeling that personally I was having, like no one was projecting that onto I'm me. I'm glad you were having an uncomfortable and, uh, feeling. But I was like, oh, I really shouldn't be in here, but no one's saying anything, da-da-da. It's an interesting social experiment. But then I was because like... it's different, you know, I think it would be immoral if you went into, as a social experiment, went yeah. into a woman, a woman's locker room. Sure. This is not a woman's locker room. Yeah. So this is not something that is, you know, immoral. Yeah. But it's an interesting social experiment, if nothing else. Yeah. But especially because, because you're very obviously a dude. Yeah, that's right. I'm definitely not looking like someone who aden- identifies other way, yeah, otherwise. That's right. So, and, and as well, like on the women's room, the sliding door was open. So, like, if they're doing something especially private, then they you can close the sliding door. But the sliding door was open after they walked in. They didn't close the door. So, they were... So, you can still see in there from the outside. Sure. So at that point, it's an extension of space in the gym, yeah. but that's specifically cornered off for women. Yeah, and if they're not if they, if, they, if they're not feeling uncomfortable, if they're not doing exercises that are going to make them uncomfortable with having a dude around, then you know that might be uh, what was going on as well. But there's also the possibility that they were limiting what they were doing because of the presence of a man. That's right. Now, and- now here's the thing that goes through my mind, uh-huh. and that is this. Women's loss of women's safe places and women's loss of their uh, gender-specific sports, mm-hmm. etc., really comes back on women. Mm. Because while ever they are just agreeable and don't say anything, then they open the door for mm. men to just walk in and take over. Mm. And uh, while ever they compete against men, biological men, then uh, they are enabling biological men to compete against them. Sure. And they're participating in their own uh, destruction in you know, physical sports. Mm. Yeah. See, women need to unite. They need to unite. They need, they need to stand up and they need to uh, draw a line in the sand and say, no, this is... This 100%. Is and I think the feeling that I was having, I'm like, man, the first person to say anything, even to look at me funny, like, I'm out yeah, of here. Yeah. I'm gone. Like, I don't yeah. want to... I don't want to be... I don't want to compromise women's safe spaces. Uh, but it's interesting. You had three women that came in there and none of them said anything. None of them sort of pointed to the sign on the, th- on the, on nah, the door. No. Nah. Anything like that. No. Nah. And so... I don't think that would have happened 10 yeah. years ago. Hey, look, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. I don't think it would have happened five years ago. Is, that's the number to call or text if if you want to say something on this. if you what, if, what What's your opinion? Please let us know. 0491-064-669. <laughs> Just got a text message. Lawson, we live in a transgender country. Maybe you looked like... 
uh, you were looked at as a girl. Yeah, and this is there's actually every reality to that. That is, you know, that is simply how it is these days. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. This morning, got another text message coming through here. Personally says, personally, I would have left when women started walking in, even if you got approval to use it. It was because there were no women present at the time. Women's space is important, specifically today. But you didn't do anything wrong. This is the world we live in. Mm. So, interesting thoughts. Love to hear your thoughts Mm. on this one. Yeah, just send them in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what have we got for uh, next question for the clue? Next question, question for the quiz. quiz, for the, quiz. While. the verse that says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord is found in what book of the Bible? If you know what book, and furthermore, maybe what verse? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. Actually, the verse is written wrong on my, my page here, Shell, so... You know, come on. <laughs> but hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Again, that passage was for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. What which book of the Bible? And we'll give you some extra points if you know what chapter in verse as well. You go into the draw to win the Days of Daniel board game. And if you want any terms and conditions in regards to our quiz, head over to faithofm.com.au. But again, that number is zero four nine one zero six four. Six, six, nine. Okay, so here's a quiz question for all of you. Sure. What was the largest empire our world has ever seen? As far as, okay, so how are we going to define this as land? Mm -hmm. Which empire owned the most land in history? Uh, I I know the answer. Do you want me to say it? Yes. Ah, it was me. (laughs) (laughs) I owned the most land. It's the Mongolians, right? Yes. Mongolia, that's right. <laughs> so Mongolia. Shell. Shell is the real colonizer of all land ever. Shell? Producer Shell. Why? Because haven't you seen her walking app? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's number two in Australia right now. That's amazing. Absolutely, on her walking apps, which mm-hmm. is just absolutely phenomenal. Okay, so Mongolia once ruled the largest empire, and it's kind of hard to imagine, isn't it? Mm. You look at Mongolia today, and it's kind of this small, forgotten, landlocked country in the middle of nowhere, a bit of a... A bit of a nothing country to mm. a lot of people outside of Mongolia. Mm. And yet it once ruled the largest empire our world has ever seen. And what a few people realise is that during the height of the Mongolian Empire, Christianity flourished. Mm. Uh, Genghis Khan himself, who was a shamanist, and that's somebody who worships the elements, chose Christian wives for his sons. And what that meant was that Christianity, you know, by the time you, you had you had. Kublai Khan in 1271, who tried to import 100 missionaries from the West. That didn't go so well because their version of Christianity was very different from the Christianity that existed in Mongolia. Mm. Uh, By the time you come down to Monkey Khan, the primary and most influential religion in the entire empire was Christianity. Mm. And then it vanished in the 14th century almost without a trace. Wow. A couple of things that contributed to that. Uh, one of them was the rise of China. So China rose up, got rid of the Mongols, uh, threw off their shackles, and they saw Christianity as being a Mongolian religion. It was not a Chinese religion, and so they wanted to establish Buddhism and Taoism and so forth. As a result of that, Christianity was heavily was basically pushed out of China. Mm. 
and looked down upon. The other the other aspect of it was the rise of Islam. So three of the Khanates crossed over to Islam. And this was really seen as being a reaction against the corruption of Christianity, particularly in the West. So these mm. were the Khanates that were closest to Western Christianity. They were looking at Roman Catholicism, and they were saying this is a religion of idolatry because of the images and because of the, you know, the idol worship that is involved in that particular religion. And so then they looked around, okay, what are our alternatives here? And they looked at Islam, and it's like, well, this is a religion that believes in surrender to God. This is a, belie- a religion that believes in submission to God. This is a religion that rejects. Uh, rejects things like the 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 the, the, you know, the worship of images and mm. so forth, and so they well, they went with Islam, and so you had these two pressures that really sort of pushed against Mong, and then of course the empire collapsed, the empire falls apart, Mongolia becomes a, a, a bit of a forgotten nation, really, mm. in the middle of you know it's. There's a lot of desert out there. There's a lot of vast empty spaces. It didn't have important resources or trade anymore. Mm. And Christianity just kind of died out. By 1989, they estimated that in the entire nation of Mongolia, there were four Christians. Wow. But then, of course, they had a change of government and uh, they had religious liberty because religious liberty was heavily uh, suppressed up until that point. But then religious liberty came through and in 19 years it went from four Christians to 40,000 Christians. Wow. So that's a big difference, a very, very big difference in a small space of time. Currently Christianity makes up about 3% of the population of Mongolia. Mm. Uh, Buddhism sits around the 47% mark. Islam about the 8% mark. Uh, Shamanistic religions... Uh, about the same as Christianity. They are on the rise, interestingly enough. But this past weekend, well, Franklin Graham was there with the two-night festival of hope and 17,500 people attended. Wow. That's that's a big number mm. when you've only... That's like, if they're all Christians, that's nearly half of all the Christians in the entire nation turned mm. up. For, and this is not a nation with a big population. I think they've got, what, 3 million people live there? Something like that, yeah. So this is a nation that is... Smaller than Brisbane, mm. population-wise. Yeah, but area-wise, like area-wise, much larger. Yeah. So that brings its unique challenges as far as evangelism goes. Mm. But around about two thousand people came forward to make a decision for Christ. Wow. And so we praise God for that, and we pray that God will bless each person who has made a decision for Him and continue to lead them on their journey. Help them to recognize this is this is not a destination, this is a journey. And they have begun a wonderful, special journey in Jesus Christ. Mm. So, yeah, great to see things, important things happening there in Mongolia. All right, so this is an interesting one heading from Mongolia across to the United States where a um, Department of Justice, Justice official has come out and called the uh, the ADF, which is probably the primary, that's not Australian Defence Force. Mm-hmm. That's this is the primary legal organisation defending religious liberty mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a basically a group of lawyers. Mm-hmm. He's called them a hate group. So this was Eric P. Bruskin, who is the assistant director of commercial litigation branch of the DOG's DOJ's civil division. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was writing to, commenting to Jason Weeder, who is a former assistant attorney in Massachusetts, who shared that he was honoured to speak at an ADF event. 
And Bruskins comes through and, and said, Jason, this is a hate group. You're speaking at a conference for a hate group. Are these the beliefs you hold? If so, then it's time we end our professional association. So this is the kind of, wow. This is the kind of bullying we see in our world today where there is no intellectual discussion whatsoever at all. There is nothing but name-calling. Mm. And we've been able to report over and over and over again how this ADF group has been able to defend people's religious liberty mm. in a country where religious liberty is being increasingly restricted, and they've been having some great success in doing so. Mm. Yeah. If the so, ADF... I just want to say, if the ADF... Uh, hate group for de- defending Christians that way. I wonder if he thinks like the church of Satanism is the same because the yeah. church of Satan yeah, is 100% just about legislation baiting. Yes. Like just, you know, to, to oust Christians. There's two churches of Satan, but yeah, the, the, the big one. Yeah. They're just, they're just like, oh yeah, well, let's just, they're atheists. They're atheists who just legislation bait because they don't like Christian Christians. So, so basically, um, hate these days has become a playground bully tactic used to silence dissent when there is no argument that can be made mm. and no intellectual conversation to be had. Uh, it is the lowest and the laziest and the least effective form of argument that exists in our world today. And as soon as you get labelled with hate, you know that the person doesn't actually have any any argument that they can bring against what you're saying. Yeah, they, just they just like, don't, they like, just don't, just don't like it. Yeah. They just don't like that they're wrong. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. Okay, the uh, DOG employee manual states that the Department of Justice employees should not make any comments that can be perceived, be perceived as showing prejudice based on race, Gender or sexual orientation. Mm. Well, the one that's missing from there, of course, is religion. Religion, as it always is. And so he gets away with it again. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We're about to have another question for our quiz. Lawson's going to bring it to us. Frogs came out of the mouths of what three entities? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you can go into the draw to win our Days of Daniel board game. This is an incredible board game. You race around the board, seeing the amazing things that happened in Daniel lives, in Daniel's life, experiencing the prophetic visions that he did, collecting cards, doing all those awesome things. But again, that question was, as I find it here on the page, frogs came out of the mouths of what three entities? 049 of, sorry. 0491-064-669. I'm getting really tongue-tied this morning trying to get these quiz questions to you guys. It's just because I, I want to win the prize, okay? And so, like, if if I if I intentionally intentionally <laughs> obscure <laughs> the information, then those who already got their names in, they're the, the like will have lower chances to guess. And if I know any of them, then they could possibly win, and I could go and play. I don't know that this is a tactic. I don't know. It's just a statistic. Anyway. All right. We'll leave that statistical equation for Lawson to figure out. Right now we have Jennifer Skews joining us on the phone to talk about emotional health. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's a beautiful day again up here. Fantastic. It's a beautiful day down here in the Hunter Newcastle area as well. Praise God. 
Jennifer, <laughs> what are we what are we talking about this morning? Well, I thought I want to finish off on some of what we were doing and tying it up a bit because we've talked about a lot of different things and I was looking at a particular model I wanted to come back to, but um, just to finish off with the will, and this is relevant to our whole well-being, um, it's been shown that if we have a good sleep cycle, we eat breakfast, a good breakfast, particularly adding protein, and choosing foods that give long-term energy, we the will functions well, but we t- function well overall, which means the brain and the body and everything is kept in good working order. So it's not just one thing that we need to do. We need to really, I guess, do a bit of a stop take on the whole package. And go on. Yeah, so I was going to say, when you talk about the having a, a good breakfast and the effect that that has on your willpower yes. for the day, nutrition and mental health is something that you've done. You're, you're a bit of a specialist in. You've done some further study in that area? I have, and I did a course on nutritional medicines and mental health, a postgraduate diploma, because I found my clients were struggling mentally because the rest of their being wasn't working well, and that was to do particularly with nutrients, because people who are um, depressed, anxious, um, and the other area that I've had a request to look at is addictions. And all of those factors tie in with nutrition and health because when you're not well and when you're addicted or caught up to something, and addictions is a very broad range of things, um, we don't eat properly, we don't exercise, we don't hydrate, you know, to have enough water. So there's lots of things we do and the will is weakened, but then our whole lifestyle deteriorates. And I found that unless you actually treat it on every level and you feed the brain, and most people I see are nutrient-deprived initially because of these factors, and until I can get them to um, make better choices and apply the will and really get well again, I have to help. It's like an engine. You've got to tune it up. So um, I usually do look at the lifestyle and certainly their eating habits and what they're taking in Um, because to get that balance, the blood sugars have to be right, the whole system, you have to have enough fluid because the brain floats in fluid and if you're dehydrated, it can actually shrink the brain. So I look at a whole package um, other than just what's the mind doing. I think that's really important and I think that when it comes to uh, counselling and psychology and so much of, Mm -hmm. you know, what a person gets, what a person receives when they go for this kind of therapy, this is a this is a missing component from much of what is available today. Oh yes, when you have a look at uh, marketing and foods that are available, and you go to a um, you know like when I go shopping, I'm horrified sometimes. These these you know we have an overweight problem with a lot of people, you know their obesity, um, and then you look at the shopping carts, and it's all refined foods, processed foods, very little fresh foods, um, and it's uh, you can see why people are having problems. Um, particularly mentally and emotionally as well as physiologically. Um, if you correct those things when you sleep better, um, the body weight starts to return to the balance it needs. We don't crave things that uh, we do because when you're nutrient-deprived, you do a lot of craving, and this is where certainly food addictions kick in. And the brain will go for 
um, pick-me-ups like caffeine and sugars, and they're highly addictive. If you've ever tried to come off of sugar and had no sugar at all, we did talk about that, you go through a major withdrawal. Yes. It's the same with caffeine. Yeah, Standing so. there, fridge door open, staring into it, thinking, there must be some in here somewhere. <laughs> Been there, done that. Get what I want. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so there are certain principles I work from, and one of them you would be aware of, and this is something I learned initially when I started my spiritual journey and looking at my health again, and um, we have an acronym we use called New Start, and it, uh, I'll just go through each of them, and I use this a lot, and people really embrace it. First, the N is nutrition, the E is exercise, and W is water. So we have to have that nutritional input because food is our medicine. We're not to, we're to um, eat because we need to be healthy instead of the other way around. We eat because we feel like it. You know, a lot of eating is based on emotions, and it's emotions that drive addictions. So that's what, you know, it goes hand in hand. So nutrition, which we have been having a bit of a look at, is so important, particularly how often we put the fuel in. It's like a car. If you don't fuel it, you run out and you'll get stuck. You know, you, you'll break down and that's what happens to the system. So getting back into three meals at least a day, particularly if you've got low blood sugars, looking at an extra snack there. So I then do that assessment with people. Um, exercise is crucial. Exercise is a major factor mm-hmm. in yeah, having a healthy body, healthy heart. It actually, as we said, strengthens the will, balances the brain and the body. So we mustn't underestimate walking being one of the best exercises. And, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, research has pointed out that this is just as powerful as many of the antipsychotic drugs that are out there. Oh, absolutely. It is incredible. And this is something I found even I was working at a psychiatric hospital for many years running these programs and that. And we would get particularly, well, all of them, people with depression, addictions, anxiety, they would go for a morning walk, a half-hour walk, and the difference was incredible. They couldn't believe it, particularly depression. And mm. when they re-walked and come back in, one of the things they stopped doing was walking. Oh. Um, yeah, isn't that interesting? Well, they start not eating properly, but they, they weren't walking, mm. and they knew that was a problem. They knew that walking would pick up the mood puts in oxygen, gets endorphins, your happy hormones going. So we cannot underestimate exercise. Yes. uh, Yeah. And, of course, with the new, water was the other one. Um, And they say about eight glasses of pure water each day. And the tap water we can't rely on. We really need to look at some sort of filtering system to have good water. I mean, our cells are predominantly fluid. So if we don't have enough fluid, we're not flushing the system. We have a lot of toxins and that affects the mood and the brain and it causes havoc. So um, if there's nothing else, I get people to work on one thing. So it might be we introduce a bit of exercise, start drinking a bit more water. Now, what about tank water then? I mean, the majority of my life I've lived off of tank water, which I kind of, you know, feel is the best kind of water available. But, you know, you would have some kinds of, you know, rubbish that are being washed into the tank off of your roof. How does does tank water rate? Well, um, the suggestion is that you actually filter it or boil it because with still water in a tank, and, I mean, you get frogs and insects and all sorts of things, leaves going into it, you can actually get a 
bacteria that will upset the gut and the stomach. And I've had a few people with that problem. And finally, the doctor worked out, well, it was because of the uh, tank water. And to, to boil it was one of them for a certain period of time. So, yeah, so we do need to, even though it's good water because we're getting it from the rain, um, and we've got polluted environments, so the rain isn't as pure maybe as when we were growing up because we had tank water. So it's doing your homework, I find, if you're going to do certain things, um, there's so much good information around. Just check and see what's going to be best for you. Mm-hmm. The, the other one, when we go on and we've got new, the start is sunshine, um, temperance, air, rest, and trusting God, which I think we should put to the top of the list. Um, <laughs> well, it kind of ties it off nicely to put it where it is. The question yeah. is, you were going through, down through that list there, you mentioned temperance. What's that? Temperance is the ability to have abstinence in some areas. Like I can't say I have a little bit of caffeine or have a little bit of alcohol because a little bit still is destructive to the system. Right. Even though there, yeah, they say there are benefits to some of those, but there's too much of a cost on the liver and the brain to so abstinence in some areas, but also moderation uh, in in everything. I mean, the moment you you, know, you can eat too many carrots, if they say you go a bit yellow because of the carotene, but we can overdose on healthy food if we don't do it in moderation. So it's having moderation, variety, and balance. So temperance could also then be described as common sense? Well, it is because to be temperate, common sense is I know if I keep eating so much of that food, it's not good for me. I'll put on weight or I won't get the nutrients I need. But when people aren't well or addicted, common sense goes out the window um, and they're driven by the feelings, the addictions or whatever it is that uh, is the problem. So this is where you and I know that, but and and I'm presuming, like me, you've worked on that to have that balance, um, but not everyone can do that for different reasons. So this is why I look at the whole package. Um, uh, we've talked about sunshine last week. We did a lot of work on that, which was good. Um, the air, then we've got STA, is the breathing, and that's where I've talked about focusing on the heart and doing some slow, deep breathing to settle the heart because breathing, if we can go without water or food for a period of time, but you cut the air off and that's it. We do not survive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so how we breathe, often people who are stressed and anxious hold their breath, do shallow breathing, um, particularly in the morning when you wake up, you've been sedentary and um, it's good to go to a window or open up, get fresh air and take a few deep breaths. It will really kickstart the brain and the body and you'll feel a lot better. So just taking that into account and checking the breathing, particularly if you're a bit stressed. Um, I find I hold my breath when I'm stressed. And this is this is... You know, something goes hand in hand with exercise, doesn't it? Because as soon as you get out there and do some, you know, go for a walk in the morning or something similar, it's going to force you to breathe and you're going to be breathing in a way that I would think naturally would reduce stress. Oh, absolutely it does because it uh, gets the heart rate up to get the whole blood going and, uh, you know, working the system. Which, and it also then helps the elimination system because when we walk and we get the heart rate up, the body eliminates uh, the things that we don't want in our system. So it's all, as I said, it's like a whole package. Everything helps everything else. 
It just strikes me that when I look at when I look at this whole lifestyle package that you're talking about here, the, you know, the new start system. Nutrition aside, if we were to go back a hundred years, most of us would be getting a lot more of that than what we're getting now. We'd be getting a lot more of sunshine. We'd be getting a lot more of exercise and walking. We'd be getting a lot more of you know probably temperance. That one temperance and nutrition would probably know, but the rest of them we'd be getting a lot more of. And we look back in history, we never had anything like the pandemic of. Uh, mental illness that we have today? No, no, we don't. We've overprotected children. They're not building their immunity, um, which is one factor. But we're also our diet, our lifestyle, processed food, stress, busyness, um, inside too much technology. You look at what we have now, um, but you're right. When I was growing up, we grew our own food. We rarely had food from, you know, processed food hardly existed. So we had good nutrition. We helped in the garden. We did, you know, had to walk everywhere. Um, got tank water, lots of fresh water, plenty of sunshine, and exercise. It all came together. Whereas now we've got to work at those things. Yes, we actually have um, to plan plan our lifestyle to to artificially put in the things that used to be naturally there. Jennifer Skews, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, you always have really interesting material to share. And we look forward to joining you joining us again next week. I will. Thank you. This is Wendell Kingborough with his On Our Side. We'll be back after this song and we will have the 8 o'clock news. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.